Today I want to talk to you about a few of the scriptures we're reading together, starting in Joshua. Joshua just had a huge defeat at Jericho, and now he sends spies to check out the next place. The spies say this shouldn't be a problem, even with less soldiers, so Joshua attacks, and it's a disaster. He loses men and begins to question why God would even bring them across the Jordan just to be destroyed now. It grieved Joshua, and it grieved the elders that men had been lost, and they mourned deeply. But we are given insight as to why this battle was lost. Even after Joshua had told the army that the city and everything in it were to be devoted to God, Achan the soldier had taken some things for himself. Now the price had been paid. God had shown that it was not the might of their own arrow, but God who had brought the victories of the past. These men who were lost were important to God. God wanted to be with the Israelites, but he is holy. God isn't ignoring this one sin, so why are we ignoring our sin? As I was meditating on these scriptures, I was really struck by Psalm 44 and how the psalmist felt abandoned by God. The words rang in my ears as I thought about how my brothers and sisters feel abandoned by God. So many are faithful and seek God for protection. And yet, as the psalmist says, you have made us a reproach to our neighbors. This is a really good psalm, so I encourage you to read it today. It's not like God hasn't already addressed slavery or racism in the past. Paul addresses it multiple times between Jews and Gentiles, so we need to address it too. It's important to remember that God has called us to put the needs of others ahead of ourselves. When we take the forgiveness of sins through the blood of Christ, we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us grieve for what grieves God, and we need to ask the Holy Spirit for love for our neighbor and enemy and for forgiveness from those whom we have wronged and to forgive those who have wronged us. We must not ignore this opportunity that God has given us to hear our brothers and sisters cry and meet them with compassion, understanding, and humility. Romans sums it up perfectly. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love no, does no harm to a neighbor. I'm reminded of the story of the Samaritan, and a big part of that story was that a Gentile, not a Jew, helped the Jewish man by being willing to put aside the accepted prejudice and love his enemy. One thing that is difficult is when we don't know what to do. When we don't know how to fix this problem that has been created by and to our ancestors and perpetuated to this present day. But that can't stop us from trying to find out what God wants from us. Joshua so often turned to God before stepping into battle. In these verses, there is not a mention of him asking for guidance except from the spies. And maybe he did and scripture just doesn't mention it, but we can still learn something from it. We should not be asking the media, social or otherwise, how to respond to this situation. Joshua immediately turned to God and asked why this was happening. He had no clue that there was, a, was sin in his camp. He was so concerned about God's name because Israel had been defeated and God who's who we should be focusing on. The way that many of God's people have been dealing with this situation, with these situations lately has not been glorifying to God. Not to say that there aren't many people who are turning to God and seeking His direction, but I've seen too many willing to put, their, put first their own desire, as Romans says, to gratify the flesh. God has already given us guidelines for how to approach each other as we seek to reconcile with one another. Ephesians 4.2 says, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, just as these verses we read today in Romans say to love one another, we are to approach one another in humility, to move forward together knowing that we are likely wrong. Gentleness, to know that there is hurt. Long-suffering, to know that this will not be a quick fix, quick change, or a quick healing. And this applies to all forms of sin that cause grief and disunity. This time, in this world, where everything seems to spark heated debate, we can remember to turn to God or turn back to God and ask Him to give us the power to be at peace with one another, to be at peace with one another over disunity because of the cross. We don't have to be against each other because we have the grace of God and we can extend that grace to our church family. Let's pray. 
Father, we in our current body are prone to wander and prone to sin. But knowing that you have redeemed us and reconciled us to yourself, we pray, Father God, rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Amen.